calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And let's talk about what lessons we found. Let's hang out. And let's listen to two lesbian shouts. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Les Hangout, the podcast where welcome to the Sad Femme Club, baby. You are enough. <laughs> Amazing. I had to, Ellie. I had to. Oh. From the West Coast, oh. I'm Lee Holmes Foster, and from the East Coast, I'm Ellie Brigida. To those of you who have been with us through this whole journey, thank you as always for listening. If you're a new listener, welcome. We're excited to have you here. Here's what's happening this week. This week in the Lesdom. This Week in the Lesdom is a place where we can touch base each episode about things going on with the podcast or otherwise, and this week is the week for Schitt's Creek Trivia. If you want to come to Schitt's Creek Trivia, it's going to be this Thursday and this upcoming Saturday, March 25th, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, or on Saturday, March 27th, 3 p.m. Eastern and 12 p.m. Pacific. We cannot wait to see you all there. And speaking of trivia, uh, we also are going to be at Clexicon again this year. So virtual Clexicon. Um, fingers crossed someday we will be able to hang out in person again. But we've got all sorts of fun stuff planned. Maybe some panels. Who knows? Details coming up. But we are definitely going to be also hosting a trivia night at Clexicon. So you don't want to miss it. We're super excited. We can't wait. It's That's going to be April 16th to 18th. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the Friday, but we will make sure. Just check on the Clexicon website when it comes out. It should be that Friday night. There is another festival as well that we'd love to tell you all about. That is the Some of Us Fest. Madison Ecker was on one of our episodes. She's all about wellness, and it seems like she has a really, really intentional community. So if you want to do something that's really prioritizing your wellness and LGBTQ community, you can do that April 9th through the 11th. They have all kinds of tiers for tickets, but they do have a pay-what-you-can tier as well. So if you can't afford it, you can pay what you can and still get that community, which I think is so important. So you can check that out at someofusfest.com. This episode, we have a special guest, Kim Mortal, who uh, we just wanted to let you know that their most recent track was released on March 19th, which is last week. So you can check that out on their Spotify, on their iTunes. So check out Kim Mortal, and you can see their 
latest track release. What else is going on? We hear Amy Acker's playing gay again, huh? How about that? So exciting. The gays just keep winning. So I haven't seen it yet. I've seen some of the clips of of Amy Acker. She's being flirty and cute, and I'm into it. That's all we need. Plus... It's all we need. It really is. Plus, it's the storyline, like, is Amy Acker and another woman who's also, like, an older actress, which is just not something that you see a lot still, right? Like, we don't have a lot of, like, older lesbian queer representation. So that's super fun. So I'm just, we're keeping an eye out. That's all. That's all. Also, I don't know if anyone saw this. I'm sure everyone has. But the latest In the Heights trailer came out. I'm so excited to see the In the Heights movie. It's one of my favorite musicals ever. And to add to the excitement, it has been confirmed that Stephanie Beatrice and Daphne Rubin Vega, who are playing two of the women in the salon, are girlfriends. So we have some lesbian representation. They're two of my favorite. Hurrah! They're two of my favorite characters, anyways. So I can't wait to see them playing gay and being cute and it's just gonna give Plus, me goosebumps. Stephanie Beatrice, it's always fun when you have queer actors playing queer characters yes so, and fun amazing fun fact daphne rubin vega played mimi in the original broadway cast of rent incredible <sighs> just icons all around <laughs> that's what's happening this week back to you ellie and lee thanks ellie and lee and thanks everyone for putting up with me singing that we <laughs> we are so excited to bring you episode 15 of season four god we are getting up there already ellie yes huh? we are Ha! Huh. Episode 15, and we are thrilled. We are bringing you Sad Femme Club with a special guest. Today, we are joined by Kim Mortal. Hi. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Kim Mortal is a queer, non-binary Filipinx artist born a fire sign in the year of the Earth Dragon. I love it. They're a musician, rapper, and singer with a background in art and theater. We have so much to talk about. I know. I'm like, <laughs> yay. And we have a lot in common. <laughs> Thank you like, so much for Let's just start at the us. top and work our way through that bio, like, piece by piece. That's all I want to yes. do. <laughs> so what fire sign are you? I'm a Sagittarius okay. with a Leo moon nice. and an Aqu- Aquarius rising. And, yeah, like, I looked at the percentage of my horoscope, and I'm, like, a lot of percentage of fire. <laughs> what? How do you feel like that presents in you? Well, oh, another thing, too, is I'm a Mars and Aries, and so... When I'm angry, I'm, like, really angry. But mm-hmm. also, like, like anger is fuel. Like, if my anger is put in the right place, it's really good energy. Yeah. That, I, <laughs> I'm like, Lee, I feel like you know that I relate to that so hard. <laughs> I don't know. I, I literally, all I was thinking is, like, Ellie's fuck you album. <laughs> Ellie's fuck you album. <laughs> Ellie has Ever? a fuck you album? Well, I will. And we're working I on will. it. It's oh, in progress. Awesome. <laughs> But I find that my anger towards, I'm like, I'll just actually, let me just, I'll say it. You're I'm a like, petty bitch, I'm Ellie. Like, You're a petty bitch. He doesn't listen to this. I'm like, my anger towards my father. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just say, but it's not just that. No. You're just a petty bitch in general. My, Your anger drives you. My ang- Well, my anger, I think it's like towards the patriarchy that my father represents. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we got deep in the first like two minutes of this already. <laughs> Here we yeah. are. Yes. So yes. what what's like the biggest thing that has been fueled by your anger? That you're well, proud of? I'm definitely <laughs> able to access that fire when I'm on stage. Mm-hmm. But another thing too is because of the percentage of fire in my chart, water is like so essential right now. 
like not right actually i say right now because um in the background of my headphones is the sound of ocean nice because like it calms me down <laughs> so like that. people don't know that i'm like playing it on zooms but it's also that's also kind of like my way of remembering that i'm i'm in a body and i'm not mm -hmm. just the head because i'm also an aquarius rising i'm very heady very mm -hmm. heady <laughs> but but yeah i feel like i'm very water and very fire I can appreciate nice. that. I'm very, I'm mostly water to be honest, but I need to check my, I need to check my chart to see maybe there's a little bit of, I'm like that anger thing really, really stuck with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. still learning how to like manage my anger. Like, especially during COVID I'm like, Oh my God, I have like anger issues. <laughs> Cause you're kind what? of like inevitably confronting yourself in isolation. Like, right. So mm -hmm. that's something that is also one of my one of the things I need to work on for sure. Yeah, I can understand that. Where are you spending your isolation? I did the U-Haul thing with my partner. Nice, um, nice, nice. It was the first. It's the first time I've ever ever done a U-Haul thing. We even like took a photo in front of the U-Haul. Okay, but wait. So you had a literal. You like very literally U-Haul. Yes. Like, with a U-Haul truck, trailer or truck. First of all, truck. That I enjoyed driving. Nice. U-Hauls nice. are really easy to drive, I find. And now I have another question because we've already done, we did a whole episode on U-Hauling like as a phenom. Yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> and what is, <laughs> what was the time? Like how long had you been together when you U-Hauled? It has mm -hmm. like an official definition of like how many months they consider U-Haul. Okay. Yeah. No, I didn't do that. I didn't do the stereotypical U-Haul <laughs> because actually before I moved into my partner's place, it was, well, I, I moved in because of COVID, right? And okay. um, I actually m set an intention to not move in with my partner because of just bad experiences in the past. I, I wanted my own space, but we were together for, we've been together for two years now, so I guess. Oh, that's, you're fine. Yeah, you're well past you hauling times. Yeah. You got it. You know, like, I, yeah. What was it, Ellie? It was like six months? Yeah, I think six months is like the six technical months. definition. Okay. So you're good. You you're just passed. like, you passed. literally you hauled <laughs> in a U-Haul truck, but you're, you're, that's great. That's fine. <laughs> how, Thank you. How has the U-Hauling been for you? <laughs> it's been really good because I got, I also got a car. And so that's been really re like midway into the year last year, I got a car, which allowed me to get out of this, the space and go into nature. It's really beautiful on the land here. And so I had a chance to really enjoy it in a way that I haven't without a car. So yeah, I, I feel like that's a big, like a big, big big thing for like quarantine mental health Definitely. just traveling anywhere yeah like i yeah Even i remember McDonald's. when yeah like just some i my dog is i feel like good mental health because i have to walk outside twice a day <laughs> but even still like when the pandemic started me and my girlfriend would like just be like we're just going to i live in boston and it's like you know you can drive like along the charles river so we just like Drove along the Charles, went nowhere, just like drove 20 minutes away from our apartment and then like, came back and that was it. 
Yeah. And nice. Then, but you got to. You just got to get out. It was like, I think it is just like moving your body feels like you're not trapped somewhere. For sure. Yeah. I totally understand Okay. That. So we've touched on your fire sign. Should we move on to the year of the earth dragon? <laughs> <laughs> I want to like bounce up. <laughs> totally. Tell us about that and how it grounds you. And uh, yeah, we'll just. <laughs> I'm really proud to be an earth dragon. I mean, I like love the trees i love dragons i i don't know how else to i love i love the fact that i'm a dragon i'm very proud of that you i mean who be. wouldn't yeah what's not to love oh my gosh in fact i i try to find dragon samples like on yes yeah oh my god on free samples.org or whatever because i'm trying to like find a way to cleverly put in a dragon roar but it's just not working it's just i mean it, it to be will. fair it's really hard to record dragons live so you know <laughs> it's just it's absolutely it's tricky, it's tricky. none of them gotta get great. the good equipment out <laughs> yes. and then the equipment gets like scorched <laughs> i'm laughing honestly because we so we were talking a little before we started recording about the musical that we're working on and ellie just sent me videos of her doing some of like the the foley kind of sounds you're yeah, like recording <laughs> sound myself effects for the musical my teeth, just like recording myself, yeah like bringing like, her yeah <laughs> carrying a mic stand around her house to just like grab some little sound effects so i'm just picturing somebody being like now where do i find the dragon around <laughs> with the boom that's mic. what i want to know <laughs> But that would be amazing. What would the song be? What would the song be for? Yeah, I don't know. Like that's I'm trying to figure out the genre. Uh, I mean, I mean that will come later. But so far, I haven't found the right dragon sound because a lot of them, mm. like one person, sampled like a crying kid and then like r- mm. lowered the tone or whatever, and it just sounds it hurts my ears. But it was the mm. best one. So I, I feel like I've given up on on that. I think you gotta, I, yeah. you got to call like the Game of Thrones people. I know I was about there, to be like, so how right? do you? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm like, how do you get the dragon samples from Game of Thrones? I feel like it's probably highly illegal. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. True. I'm sure it is. But you got to like, we got to dig down into that process. But maybe this is a good segue, though, because now we're actually talking about your music. So let's dig into this next, you know, actual all the stuff that we're going to talk about today. And tell us a little bit about how you got started. How did you like, what prompted it? How did you kind of end up where you are? What was the journey? Well, the first time I picked up my guitar was when I was 14. I actually stole my sister's guitar and I taught myself how to play Kiss Me by Sixpence None the Richer. Classic. Yep. Nice. <laughs> and and then I ended up like learning learning different chords and then making my own tracks out of the chords that I learned from like guitar tabs. And the first song I wrote was also when I was 14, 15 and it was like a really depressing song. And I remember performing it in front of my friends, but I had them turn around and like not look at me. <laughs> that is such a that is such a mood. That yeah. is such a like middle school, yeah. high school mood. Totally, totally. And then yeah, I I what what did I do? After I graduated high school, well in high school and throughout like middle school, I was really into hip hop dance. And so that was like my performance. Like I love to dance in front of people, but it, when it came to like 
speaking, I actually dealt with like a stutter that was from like a lot of anxiety that I had in high school. Mm. But I was also able to like bypass that through theater. And so in grade 10 and 11, I was in like IB theater and visual art. So I, w- I was really immersed in the arts because I was a shy kid. And then, yeah, I mean, I can go through all of that. But anyways, I'm going to I'm going to fast forward to university. University is when I really started like performing at open mics and meeting other artists here in Vancouver and really getting inspired by spoken word. And my spoken word became music because I also was playing the guitar. And then I started rapping and singing on the guitar. Yeah, my first album was like funded by the community. So that was on Indiegogo. And then I was like, oh, I'm not an acoustic soul singer. I'm like, I love hip hop. I love like electronic Mm -hmm. music production. And then I just taught myself through online tutorials, like free workshops that I could access online. The first class that I took was from Erin Barra via, I don't know, she's like, she was like the first. No, she's awesome. I know who she is, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she was the first like woman that I could see producing on Ableton and mm-hmm. I was like oh so cool and then yeah I, I've been like you know doing that and more yeah ever since can we can we actually talk a little bit about that as you go on that um totes like because I feel like I I also am a a non-male <laughs> recording engineer <laughs> and I feel like there's there's a lot of stigma around it so like what was that experience for you to see someone who was not a stereotypical man recording producer and how did that impact you and your journey as as a producer yeah so I guess like well for the for the first things first it was a free course Mm -hmm. so I was like I'm gonna take that (laughs) great right and I was really inspired by particularly like electronic solo artists that could just like deal like trigger their own tracks like you're your own band you know and like Erin Barra was doing that in a and she was really like accessible like the way she taught it's just different it's just different Mm -hmm. from how like dudes teach it's not dry you know and so yeah that was definitely a thing I don't know if that answered it. And another thing, too, is I feel like there's still so much need for improvement of, like, diversity and who's teaching Mm -hmm. these classes. Because, like, you know, I find that electronic music production is really, like, sequential thinking. And it's really, like, this and then this and then this. And I feel like there's still so much room for that digital electronic music world to be, like, more abstract or, like, a little more, like, organic, because right now it's feeling like, eh, like really regimenty. <laughs> like, so, yeah, like you put the kick drum in, you put the snare drum in, you put the hi hats in, you put this in, this, like you're saying, like the sequence of it rather than like, I feel this thing here, let's throw this here. I feel this, put it here and see what happens kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's almost like we need to, like, I don't know, maybe like queer it up a bit. Yeah, totally. <laughs> think like, absolutely. Thinking outside the, the box, box a little, right? Is that what we're saying here? Because yeah. like yes. as the only like non like music engineer producer person here, is that what we're kind of getting at? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I feel like I'm totally doing that. I feel like we're queering mm-hmm. 
the musical electronic music space and like doing that through sounds you know and like just our existence in in it is like i don't know can i actually like record myself teaching people i don't think i'd be very effective you know like mm-hmm. i think i would not make sense but i think i don't know there's so much silliness there's so much wackiness within yeah. it yeah Mm-hmm. But it's also, I mean, that's not, you know, teaching is one thing. I mean, you can teach someone the mechanics of like, here is the software, here is how it works, here is, you know, like, here is how you put in samples, and here is how you make a snare and make it sound more like this or more like that. You can't teach how do you organically, like, create, create something, yeah, a song, you know? I mean, like, that's not a teachable thing. You can teach the skills required to take what you have inside of you and put it down in something, but that's, you know, that I feel like now you're talking about teaching like a whole other skill set that's just if you could teach that man, I would people would pay a lot of money. <laughs> people me included. I will pay you a lot of money. <laughs> I don't have a lot of money. I will pay you a little bit of money. <laughs> Um, let's talk a little bit more about, you were saying like, you know, we're queering things up. Let's talk about like more of your collaborations. Cause you've worked with a lot of really cool artists too. Like how do those collaborations come to come together? I guess like, honestly, when I think of the word collaboration, it's actually collaborating is a really difficult thing to do. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like people don't really talk about that as much. There's like social etiquettes. There's like w- respect. There's like consent mm-hmm. stuff. There's like mm-hmm. so many fallouts. I just have so many dramatic stories in terms of collaborations that I f- that's where my mind is going to mm-hmm. right now. But I'm I'm trying to like move out of that and let's go to the positive. So <laughs> I'm like we could t- we could talk about it all if you want. But also I love throwing consent in there because like obviously we're all like you know we're big on all consent all the time. But like that's such a f- that's such a fascinating word to use in that type of context, you know, like, I feel yeah. like that's not where a lot of people would jump to immediately. Yeah. Um, but I actually love it because it, it it is. I mean, like, you know, it's funny. I we were just talking with one of the actors in the musical as well about like how I think it's funny for me as the person who writes a lot of our music that like songwriting is a very vulnerable thing. And I actually have really enjoyed mm-hmm. the stuff that we do for the podcast and for the musical or, you know, like writing Ellie, fuck you album. Like I love having the ability to like put a distance between myself and the songs I'm writing. Cause I'm not writing for me. I'm writing for like a bunch of other people or characters or shows or movies or like all of this stuff because it, it is a hugely vulnerable thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there is like that idea of, you know, like if you're going to do this with someone else, like consent has to be somehow part of that experience. Like that's actually, I don't know, I kind of love that. Yeah. 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 And I feel like <laughs> in collaborations too, it's like, power dynamics come through you know mm-hmm. and like like sometimes it won't be a collaboration it's like mm-hmm. you're collaborating quote unquote but it's actually like oh hey can you um write a verse for this yeah you know mm-hmm. can you fill in these 16 bars and then we'll release it you know it's like mm-hmm. that right and then but it's named a collaboration in music or whatever but um I think collaboration takes a lot of work and heart and commitment and like a lot of clear communication and like awareness, self-awareness, awareness of like each other's like limitations, 
you know. This is only making me appreciate you more. I know. I'm like, (laughs) Lee and I are aggressively (laughs) nodding. Because, yeah, (laughs) well, that is so great. It is. I mean, that's it's how we've been able to survive doing this podcast for so many years. I mean, not survive, but I'm like work very well and thrive with the podcast because I think we we have very complementary skills. And I think we're both aware of those skills and how we can use them to bring them to the project. But I think like also any collaboration, like you have moments where you need to like navigate some something different or new and not every collaboration can withstand those like conversations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two. Yes. What what have been like have there been let yeah, focus on the positive like you said. Are there songs or experiences or things that have stood out to you as like super positive experiences of collaboration? Yeah. Hmm. Well, my I I'm thinking of the producer that I worked with on my album X Marks a Swirl, David Tallarico, mm-hmm. who's, you know, taking a step back, you wouldn't think that Kim Mortal would work with a white guy in production. <laughs> but he's like, David is so sweet. He's okay, so like I work with this white guy, David T, because he's like <laughs> so emotionally in touch. <laughs> I love it. And he's just like super sweet and like in one track, he'll constantly be like, what do you think of this, Kim? What do you think of that sound? You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. And, but yeah, like, throughout that album, I was really part of the production, which is, like, kind of rare. You know, like, usually a singer-songwriter, you'll pair up with a producer, and the producer does all of the beats, mixing, all of that stuff. But I was really, really, really involved. And so it felt so special to me. Like, it... Mm. It felt like an art project, like it felt like an actual, I felt like I can call it mine, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that was yeah. really nice. I'm thinking of that. Oh, I'm thinking of a theater piece that I did with two queer indigenous femmes based here on Coast Salish territory. One of them is like an exotic dancer slash singer, amazing singer. And another one is a dancer. And we I was like, hey, let's look at this track. And it was a track called Blue and Orange, which isn't released, but it's like a queer love song. And we all interpreted it differently. And just Mm -hmm. like, it it was great. And also we had like three days to work on it. And I really found it helpful to have a limitation on the collaboration. So we were just like this. And it it was filmed and it was beautiful. It's actually, I gotta post that up soon, but... That was also done during COVID for a festival during COVID. Very nice. cool. I love what you're saying. Like, I don't know, the way that you're describing the process and like the process of working with the producer that you're talking about. Like, I don't know why, but all it, it's like, it's bringing up this, this memory for me of like when I, when I was pregnant before I, I had our oldest daughter. And, you know, as you, you like get towards the end of pregnancy and you're gearing up for like, birthing a human <laughs> from your body which like I think everyone gets a little nervous about towards the end and and our my midwife had said at one point that she was like you know I think like labor is going to go how it's going to go and and her big thing is like when she thinks about what makes like a successful labor she's like if you get to make your own decisions and feel respected and empowered in those decisions by the people around you like 
it will be a successful labor. Like, regardless of what else happens, like, even if nothing goes according to your plan, like, you will, like, she's like, I have never worked with anybody who has, like, not felt like it that was a good labor at the end if those things were true, you know? And I feel like that there's that sense that I think is really important in what she was saying of, like, feeling like respect and empowered, you know, mm. like those are like two. And I think mm. it's because because those are like the same kinds of things that you touched on, you know, and I think that's true for most experiences, <laughs> regardless of what it is or, or, you know, whether you're creating a human <laughs> and expelling them from your body or, or like just creating anything or doing anything like whatever it is that you're doing in life i think like feeling respected and feeling like you are empowered to have a sense of control and input and value in whatever you're doing like that just of course that's gonna make for a a you know successful experience i think but i just mm -hmm. i love that because it's like i love you know hearing those same ideas in different places and i think it's something that like also ties back to you know what you were saying before ellie is like it is a very like male dominated industry and so i think it's someplace where a lot of it is easy to feel not empowered <laughs> i think in those types of spaces you know where it is like hard for other people to have voices and to have you know like feel like like we really have a, a hand yeah in but I think that's why, like, David, that's your producer, right? <laughs> I'm like, that's why it's, like, also so nice to, to see someone yeah. who's, like, a producer empowering other people. Yeah. Like, empowering no, yeah, the awesome. artists that they're working with to make their own creative decisions. It's very cool. Shout out to you, David. Yes. <laughs> yeah, David. You me. sound great. <laughs> you can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. 
And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Uh, you mentioned that you had had done this um, music video or video for a festival. I would love to talk a little bit more about like, what is being a performer like for you during during this time i know that like is like the most (laughs) dramatic but what is it like because obviously it's different yes totally totally well to be super honest i've actually really been enjoying not performing because i've been performing so much like so much so i was so burnt out and so exhausted and like another thing too is like a lot of the songs from x marks the swirl were tracks that I've written a long time ago. And, um, you know, the, the whole production process and, like, getting the album out to, like, doing shows, like, the time in between, people don't even know. Like, people think mm-hmm. every time you hit a stage, that your track is fresh, unless mm-hmm. they've heard you or whatever. But I was really tired of my own performances, and so it became this monotonous thing. And it was really difficult for me to write new work and to feel like the things I was creating or even presenting to people was really immediate to me. And so I felt like I lacked sometimes like emotional presence when I, when I was sharing my work. And it felt like, it felt like, uh, this like self betrayal almost. But at the same time too, it's like the intense work culture within the music industry and holding yourself up as a solo artist it's like so demanding and it became something I was obsessive about and also during this time I didn't know that I was I didn't know that I had ADHD and so that was that's still a process that I'm going through but throughout COVID I would say I'm I'm kind of thriving and not performing And because I'm also a multimedia artist, I'm able to fall back in love with visual art and like finding therapy within art. And that has been amazing. And actually, that's been refreshing my other mediums, which is like in music and performance, because I'm working on something else and kind of also reassessing, you know, why do I even do music? Like kind of re-remembering everything Mm -hmm. before the tidal wave, you know? (laughs) And so it's been introspective and I'm very introspective. And so I've been enjoying that time. And to be super honest too, I'm not really into the whole live streaming performance thing. It's just not doing it for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I prefer conversations more like this, like podcasts, like IG convos. Yeah. I don't know. They feel more, they feel more real. You know, yeah, I, I think, more I mean, true. it's so yeah. interesting to see like how the landscape is changing. And I think, I mean, Lee and I talk a lot about TikTok and like, I don't know if you're on TikTok, 
but it is no. just like um you know go, people go live all the time and just like sit there and hang out with people like it feels very it feels like there's like a facade that has been taken down a bit like which mm-hmm. which can mm-hmm. be nice <laughs> yeah. yeah and i agree with you especially of the like very fast paced life that like came in the before times there definitely there definitely is something a little a little relieving about being able to be in one place and stop for a minute mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i'm like i say as now i have n- i'm constantly working but yeah <laughs> we put so many things on our plates we're insane yeah. but yeah. there but like there was a, i'm like there was a moment yeah at the beginning like in march april may where i was taking a little bit more of a breather which was nice Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's I, also I agree. Like, and you know, Ellie and I are such. I mean, we started a podcast because we just like talking, talking to, to people, people you know. And like, honestly, like having this every <laughs> like, even if it's just Ellie and I on a call, like just just getting to talk, you know, like talking to people and talking about things. Like, it's just I don't know. I think it's one of our favorite things about doing the podcast in general. So nice. I agree. It's like it's fun to do the events and the things that sometimes just to like have something different. But this is like this is all we want. We just want to sit and chat. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we just want to sit and chat with people every week. That's that's kind of it. Yes. And like, it's such a such a place for growth conversations are totally underrated mm-hmm. <laughs> they are although i also want to hear about what the other art you're doing is okay oh i just looked up because i was gonna take down a clay sculpture i'm working on you can you can show us it's a great podcast yeah? gag okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll describe it our, li- our listeners love when we paint a word picture of things they can't see okay get gonna, ready everyone gonna we're gonna it. we're gonna show you what's going on Okay, I don't know if you can really see it. Here, here. Nothing like a podcast sight gag. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is, oh. <laughs> my partner's playing video games, so oh you see the God. reflection. I'm just going to go like this. <laughs> yes, that is la, super la, cool. La, la. That's awesome. La, la, okay, la, it's la, kind la. of like a forest. Foresty. What is it made out of? It's made out of clay. Very cool. Very cool. It's like I'm gonna say someone green. someone could make like a really cool like D and D landscape out of these. What's D and D? Like like Dungeons and Dragons. Like people oh, when they have the little oh. like the miniatures and the maps and stuff. Those that that I feel like would suit super well. Okay. Because they're like they're they're colorful. Like they're really yes. They right. Are. Like they that green they're is like vibrant. that is a green. That is a vibrant green. Yeah. And yeah, I it love reminds it. me of. Have you ever been? Have you ever been to Bonnaroo? No, what's Bonnaroo? It's a music festival. Cool. It's like a music festival in Tennessee, oh. but it reminds me of it. It makes me feel like, like it's like yeah, the the colorful vibe Yay. of everyone just like being happy. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and that's the thing too. Like before, I bought clay at Michaels. Do you guys have Michaels in the yes. state? Okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah (laughs) i definitely i'm like i'm not a crafter but i've definitely had friends like in college like that was like a thing that people would like be like let's take a trip to michael's like this is like our adventure to go like find random things to make things yeah yeah michael's like before i went in to get clay i like set a timer on my Mm -hmm. on my watch 
so that I wouldn't go all out. But, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, I've just been like approaching like with, before I went into Michael's, I was like, I want to work with my hands and that's, and I just pictured clay and I got like a huge box of kids clay and I was like, I'm going to do this. And yeah, it's been freaking amazing. Just like zoning out, making creatures. I made this other creature. (laughs) Okay, wait, hold on. How do I paint a word picture of that for our listeners? It's kind of like if Pac-Man was a green gecko with a purple lizard tongue and a mohawk. That's my interpretation. interpretation. That's so great. Thank you. There's another one. This we gotta, is we gotta describe them. Oh my god, I love. They all have their these crazy oh, tongues. That's They're a awesome. Good one. It's like a what is that? Oh, it's like a blue frog with a purple tongue in the cutest pink dress I've ever seen. <laughs> Yay! In like a pink quinceanera dress. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You should hire us. We're doing so good at this. Yeah, you guys are doing great. <laughs> this is our new podcast. We're just describing. <laughs> describing just describing sculptures. There you go. Um, so so you're doing all of this like clay work and sculpture work just like for fun to like to just have something creative to do. Well, another thing that I'm doing that started during COVID is I'm in art therapy. So cool. I... I learned of an art, a local art therapist and for like the first three sessions, I met her in the forest, like of, it sounds weird, but I met her in the forest and we had like hour long sessions and she's really helping me like break through creative blocks. Mm. And then those one-on-one sessions ended up becoming group art therapy sessions. And so now I'm a part of a group art therapy thing. Does which Does is the like group weekly. also meet in the forest? No, we don't. We don't meet in the forest. This is virtual. <laughs> I just feel like that'd be so like relaxing and nice. But. It would be. If COVID wasn't the case, I'm sure we would do that. Yeah. yeah. Also, like, it's winter right now. So, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is I'm like, Vancouver is cold? Vancouver <laughs> is. It, it's, it hailed and snowed like two days ago, mm. like randomly, but then it stopped. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of rainy. It's been yeah. snowing in Boston the past few days. So oh, whoa. We're, we are in the winter. But you mentioned that it's been doing the art and things and stepping away from the performing, from the grind, from all of that, that it's also been kind of making space a, a little bit. So tell us what that's been like. Is it, you know, is there stuff you're working on now? Stuff you're just dreaming up? Is it like refreshing and just taking a break where's the kind of status i'm definitely producing a lot on ableton i'm my sound i'm i'm making my sound as weird as my art so i feel like i'm growing that and i'm excited for it and i think that's the most important thing is like if i'm excited that's i'm good you know but yeah yeah But one thing that gives me hella anxiety is like the release of the stuff and like packaging it, putting in a project and stuff. So I'm going to I'm trying to figure that out, but I'm producing stuff. I've also collaborated with local animators here in Vancouver who animated two one of the weird tracks that I made during COVID. And so that's coming out as a music video in the spring. I'm so stoked about that because I went into the studio green room studio with one of my friends who's a filmmaker and he filmed me just like i don't know 
dancing really weird in front of a green room. And then these animators took parts of the green room stuff and like put it in their animation. And so I'm in the animation and it's freaking so cool. I saw the first draft. That is so cool. It's so freaking cool. And yeah. So are you saying you're making like the music version of those sculptures? Because if so, I just got like even more excited. (laughs) Um, Like even more excited. Yeah. Well, I did make these sculptures because, okay, so like when I was 23, I used to teach claymation to kids. So these kids would like storyboard weird stories, make characters, film like three minute long films. And so I kind of have that at the back of my head, but I don't know if I'll do that. I I'd like you know, to. It doesn't have to be like it doesn't those have sculptures to. in the music. I'm just saying, like in the music video, I'm just saying, like the those sculptures personified. Spirit, the, yeah, like the, like <gasps> yeah. The, yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, yeah. Um, the energy of those, but like in musical form, because that would be amazing. That's a great idea. Thanks, Lee. I'll totally. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even charge for idea. this. You know. <laughs> okay, I have a new track dropping tomorrow. <laughs> what I want is the Pac-Man with the purple tongue, but like as a song, please. That'd be oh, great. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like I have been influenced by 8-bit sounds, like old video game nice. sounds. Nice, cool. Yes. Yeah, because my partner is a gamer. Or, okay, sorry. They're li- yeah, anyways, I've been hearing... Are we being corrected live on air? I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, anyways, I got really into like 8-bit sounds. I've been very nostalgic during COVID. And yeah, I'm incorporating that stuff into my music. So I love that. I love like the incorporation of like of we were talking to like you've incorporated some really interesting sounds in some of your other production too. Yeah. One the first weird incorporation was my track Jungle, which I sampled my mom's pet birds in the kitchen where I was producing beats. (laughs) I was like, do something. What type of birds? Oh, you know what? I can't remember, but they were small and yellow, but they weren't chicks. That's Is not that helpful. a parakeet? Perhaps. I'm not that too sounds... sure. I am so not a bird person. I don't. I don't know anything. <laughs> I don't know. But the... so you sampled them in your song, "The Jungle." Yeah. Yes, I did, and like it was really fun. That was when I was taking Aaron Barra's production class. Mm-hmm. And so the birds were a button on the MIDI controller. And so it was really fun to just like play around with that. And yeah, I really like sampling nature sounds, you know, incorporating that into heavy beats and like not people not knowing. Like the first track of my album, Stars, there's actually a cat in it, like meowing. And And people don't even know. No one knows. It's like we're a gonna go, We're going to go back. Meow. We're going to find it. Okay, do it. <laughs> Listen for the meow. Listen for the meow. It's like a challenge now. Yeah. Is it meowing or purring? It's like meow. That's awesome. Yeah. We're going to go find it. I love it. That's so, so cool. <laughs> so who would you say are like, I mean, I feel like you you have a very unique sound, but who are some of your musical influences? My musical influences, uh, well, I'm very heavily influenced by rap in terms of vocals. I've, I have separate influences. And then in terms of like sound, I have separate influences. I actually listen to a lot more instrumentals that are, are electronic. I really like experimental ambient stuff. And then for musicians, 
Number one artist is Lauren Hill, particularly her MTV Unplugged album, just her on the vocals and guitar. Lido Pimienta, who is an amazing artist based out of Toronto. Ian Kamau, also a Toronto-based spoken word rapper. Bamboo and Ruby Ibarra, both Bay Area-based Filipinx MCs. Those are the ones that are coming into mind right now. I'm going to, I need, I'm going to like, I know I'm like, make us make a playlist. (laughs) Let's do it. I'm so, I'm like, I don't know. I think, I feel like I'm doing the same thing because we, so the musical that we're working on, like I just finished actually writing all the music like a couple weeks ago. And so now I like, I feel like I also need like, you know, I think sometimes you do, you need like a palate cleanser, you know, you just need to like get in a different, like different space, different vibe, like just sort of get your head clear sometimes so i'm like oh man i so need some new music right now so I'm, i'll make a list mm-hmm. oh some a new huge, vibes yeah a huge artist that has been influencing me a lot lately has been milo the rapper who goes by a different name now and his producer his name is kenny siegel and i really like milo because he's very abstract and poetic in the way he delivers rap very like the longest tangents I have ever witnessed. And I really appreciate that because the way I think is all over the place. And so like, just to know that there's an artist out there that's doing that. Also, Tierra Wack is like an amazing MC who I'm also inspired by. And yeah, that's, those are the main folks. Amazing. Very cool. And what's like, What's next for you? I mean, we've talked a little bit. Like, what's the future looking like for your creative endeavors? I'm just trying my best to keep things simple, you know? Like, I I keep things simple and really spend time planning, you Mm -hmm. know, and not rushing. I really want to act. So I'm hoping to get into acting classes this year and, like, learning how to be in front of a screen because I'm more on stage theater mm-hmm. and have you yeah. thought of podcast musicals <laughs> i know <laughs> like interesting so it's a rapidly you know growing genre it's, oh. I'm just, just yeah. <laughs> honestly i also want to do voice acting yeah. i have a huge weird range of voices and Super i'm really cool. proud of it yeah but i do I we have, learn we have some content we'll give us we'll, give uh, us some voices i want to hear like okay some of your weird voices well because i'm filipino i can do this but um no i don't want to do that um <laughs> that's okay um, <laughs> okay well um hello everybody this is kim also known as kim Mortal. good evening you can find my music at kimortal.bandcamp that gone. <laughs> Here's my next it. track. Like stuff like that. Amazing. That's um, amazing. That's great. Anyways, that's the thing that comes to mind right away. Oh gosh. Um yeah. <laughs> just for so ver- so versatile. I also just like I love so I love like the multi hy the multi hyphenate that like literally never yeah. ends. Like <laughs> multi hyphenate artist, music, singer, rapper, like Sculptor, sculptor yeah. producer, voice actor. Yeah. Like you're, you're just. I also love like I think to be like multi talented as you are, 
I feel like I also see something about you that like is always wanting to learn new things. And that's like how mm-hmm. you become talented at so many things. Right. So I think that's just really cool. Thank that's you. All. It's that f- it's that first time we're, b- we're bringing it full circle right now. That's that. Uh, <laughs> you know? Nice. Yes. Perfect. All right. Is it time? We please? end where we begin. We that's what, uh, the fire. That's what we like. We come see. from the fire. We go back to the fire. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is time, Ellie. I think I'm ready. All right. I let's think do we this. Can here we go. Q. 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 And. Gay. All right. Here we go. Question number one. What is your favorite creative outlet? A, singing, B, writing, C, dancing, or D, visual art? Writing. Oh, my God. We didn't even talk about writing. I mean, like, we, yeah, we'll have to do it. We'll do, like, and a follow-up episode. episode. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back to it. Put a pin in that. Question two. Yes or no? Did you U-Haul during quarantine? Yes. <laughs> it's okay. I'm sure. I'm so plenty. excited I'm just, to see I know. what we'll people see the say answers. to that. <laughs> All right. Question number three. Are you a member of the A, Sad Femme Club? B, Sad Butch Club, C, Happy Femme Club, D, oh no, yeah, or D, Happy Butch Club, or whatever other club you want to be a part of. Honestly, I'm part of the Angry Them Club, nice. but yes. I couldn't, like, it didn't oh fit God. in the beats. I love, I love it. that. All right, yeah. add it. Add it to the list, Lee. Okay. Add, it to the, add it to the to the Angry Them Club. Got multiples. it. I want to make a shirt, like, immediately. Andrew, Andrew, I can't speak. Angry Them Club. Love it. Yes. Question four. Does your anger A, fuel you, B, hold you back, or C, burn out of control? Oh, A and C. Let's say C. Let's go with okay. this. Fair <laughs> enough. Question number five. What has sustained you through quarantine? A, events, B, art, or C, conversations? B, art. For sure. Nice. nice. Remember, you can also give us your own answers to this episode's Q&A questions on our Twitter at Les Hangout Pod. Kimortal, thank you so much for hanging out with us. It was just such a lovely conversation. Uh, where can people find you online? Um, you can find me on Instagram at, at Kimortal the Artist and on my art Instagram at Kimortal Playing. And then my website is KimortalPortal.com. And um, yeah, that's about it. Do you have any projects or anything coming up that you want people to know about or let listeners know to go find? Yeah, well, you can totally check out my new track on Spotify. Just check me out. Search up Kim Mortal. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. This has been a blast. Yay, thank you. So much fun. Let me hear you say hip, 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 yeah. We love hearing from all of you. We love continuing to build this community. So we just want to shout out some of our favorite things every episode. And this week, we want to shout out a listener who reached out to us, Raven, uh, who said she's a new listener, just found the podcast. Um, and it's just so fun. We love hearing people's stories. We love hearing what the podcast means to you in your life, what it's bringing you and how you found it. And it's just, it's incredible. So thank you so much for reaching out, Raven. We're super happy to hear from you. And, you know, we're just, we're excited for this journey for you. That's all. We're so excited. Oh, I remember that time like it was yesterday. <laughs> and it's such a beautiful time. It is. So enjoy it. As always, we want to thank our Lesbian Jesus patrons, Mark Foster. Jess Klaus. Tanya Ferguson, Jacqueline Rose Nishino, Saren Julia, Carrie Ann Lawrence, Danny Gunlock Tamora, Brittany Ray, Alana Rosen, Tara Gleason, and Lizette Stey, and our King Princess patrons Amy and Ellen, Leah Henley, Liz Chen, Evelyn Smith, 
And our newest King Princess patron, River Penzo. Thank you all so much. The list keeps getting longer and longer, and it's just so incredible to really feel your support and to hang out with all of you. You know we love all of our patrons. Remember, you can also find us on all the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Les Hangout Pod. You can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. Or check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. Whatever app you use to listen to podcasts, make sure that you subscribe. That way you'll get new episodes as soon as they drop every week. You can also subscribe to The Flame, an original podcast musical. Wherever you find your podcast, just look up The Flame Musical Podcast. You will find it. We also still have videos going up on our YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod to catch those. If you want to support the podcast, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It makes a huge difference for people to find the show and to know that it's a show worth listening to, right? Right? (laughs) (laughs) If you want to support us financially, you can find our Patreon. You get all sorts of cool perks like ad-free episodes. You get access to our Discord, which is just one of our favorite places um, so bumping in the world i love our discord and all sorts of other stuff we do watch parties we do game nights who knows but you can find that at bit.ly slash les patreon if you want to get some less hangout merch you can get that at bit.ly slash les shop we usually have a sale once a month so make sure you're really paying attention on our socials to see when the shop is on sale if you want to follow us individually, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LSH Foster. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Ellie Bridgeta. With that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. soon. Let's hang out. out.